Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Most footwear brands use cheaper synthetic materials, but when it comes to quality, Mother Nature knows best. Allbirds took that idea and ran with their iconic wool runners. Wool runners are made with premium supernatural materials that are comfy and durable, so you can run to the ends of the earth or just to the store. Plus, they're machine washable. This year, take a big step forward for Mother Nature with Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair today at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, the music collector's magazine since 1974. And that's a snippet of the title track of Styx's new album, Crash of the Crown, out now. This is the Goldmine Podcast, a member of the Pantheon group of music-related podcasts. And this episode will have Styx founding member and bassist Chuck Panazzo on. Chuck, of course, started the band with his twin brother, John, the drummer, and also the singer, Dennis DeYoung, in early 1962 in their childhood Chicago neighborhood. All these years later, and uh, Dennis is no longer with the band, John has unfortunately passed away, and Chuck, because of his health problems, uh, only performs limited duty with Sticks. Uh, for this new album, though, Chuck traveled down to guitarist Tommy Shaw's sound studio in Nashville to record tracks. He shares time with the other bassist in the band, Ricky Phillips. Longtime guitarist J.Y. Young, drummer Tom Sukerman, and vocalist keyboardist Lawrence Gowan round out the current Sticks lineup. We'll talk with Chuck about the band's roots in Chicago as they went from their first record deal with Wooden Nickel Records to Superstardom, and now their latest record and upcoming tour. Right after this message from CygnusRadio.com. 
Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Are you calling from your native Chicago? No, I'm calling from Florida. Oh, okay. <laughs> my not and my, my non-native non home. <laughs> 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 I, I love the cold. I love the cold of the north. It comes out. So this this is quite an achievement with uh, Crash of the Crown. Uh, there's a lot being said recently about it being more prog rock than other sticks albums which is uh quite a statement but you know as rock journalists we may have our opinions but what do you make of the uh of the album well you know um i, I have stopped saying well you know as a real colloquial i've from chicago i still have that in me i, I was very excited when i went to tommy's you know i was driven 800 miles to record but you know i would say we came off a mission um our last album, really good reviews and a really good uh, singer songwriting team of Tommy Shonwell. And I, uh, you know, I went there and I with the same feeling that, um, you know, I was very confident that we would do well and do, we would have to have a better uh, CD. Uh, and, you know, I, for a while, you know, during, I wasn't there for all the recordings, so we just recorded individually. As I heard the music in the videos of Crash of the Crown, it's really incredibly great. I mean, um, I would say, you know, we, we're a touring band, which means we do a lot of, we do a lot of playing. And I think, uh, and singing. So now we're at the point where the guys are great singer songwriters. They're great. They're great instrumentalists. I mean, Lois is a Canadian. You know, he's a study, uh, classical pianist, which brings his genius keyboards to the band. Um, that we you know, we emphasize the best parts of our, of our musicianship. So, uh, so I think um, uh, this is really, um, we have another great album here, another great CD. Yeah, calling it just merely Prague would be too easy. I mean, but but I get it. There's a lot going on in just even that uh, first track, the title track, that three-minute, 46-second title track. So um, I think by Prague they mean um, there's uh, just exciting um a lot of exciting elements going on <laughs> well you know after 50 years of having people write about you uh, be as a fan or, or uh, reviewers um you know it's pretty much um cause a lot for me is i'm i'm unfortunately wrapped up emotionally in everything i do especially performing and um so when I, uh, you know, when you leave, when you leave the studio, our tour manager said, "Are you ready? I, 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 did you rehearse? Did I rehearse? I'm rehearsing for 50 years. George got lost. Oh <laughs> um, well, but the, um, um, you know, I, I work with these guys, uh, you know, for the, for the two years before the, the pandemic, and we're ready to go back on tour. But now I'll stop. So. You know, we do, no, no one really has skipped a beat in terms of their performance they're playing and, and their and their great desire to, to return back to stage and tour. So that was everyone was very excited, even even when we because we, we really had to do, do record individually. Um, none of us were in the same room for for any of this recording, 
but because of I think Will and Tommy are, are, really, are really good producers, they're able to get the best out of us. So, and when I left, I was very secure and happy with what I performed. And when I listened to the other music, uh, because it got pretty quickly, um, it's really, uh, I, I think, um, it's very modern looking and very modern sounding, but it still sticks. Yes. And you stated in the album credits that, uh, Quote, my journey to Nashville is my high point and personal best of 2020. Obviously, that was what you were just talking about, Tommy Shaw's home studio in Nashville, right? Um, well, well, you know, for me, to play on my 17th studio album is like more than a personal best. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, and to be in this band for as long as I have as the original member, per se, not that to any more sad than anybody else, but I still got to learn that part. Um, um, you know, it's incredible that I would, I look at some photos for a very long time ago, and I go, well, who had the opportunity in my age? Um, well, I shouldn't even emphasize that, I guess, but in America, I guess that's not a good thing, but I think in the rest of my world, it's okay. Um, to be almost in my be 72, you know, and um, and to be able to still be relevant is amazing to me. I'm very humble and grateful that for that kind that kind that kind of um, fan base and, and and guys who I perform with, they, they elevate my status as a player. Right, and it's it's really been 60 years, hasn't it, since you and John, your brother, first started jamming. Together as teens in Chicago, I think you were twelve, yeah. right? <laughs> I think you've done your homework very well. <laughs> I always read teachers. You get a name, but the um, uh, yeah, I have this. Uh, I have a photograph of John Dennis and I. Um, in nineteen sixty-two, we played our first New Year's Eve party in the basement, and we got five dollars a piece. Wow! And we, oh, we're going to be this, and, and we never stopped rehearsing. Uh, we met uh, Dennis in 19, August of 1961. He heard John and I performing in our basement. Uh, we went to grammar school with. And um, he comes down, you know, he was as confident that day, 60 years ago, as he is today. You know, very reassured, very confident. And, you know, we know well, this guy, is, he's a player, because uh, we were playing with a student player. And, um, and John and I had been taking music since we were seven, because uh, my uncle was a musician and said, mm -hmm. uh, professional musician, since my mother, the boys are old enough to give music lessons. So we just like, how could that happen? Now, what are the odds of that happening? And what are the odds of John and I continue to be disciplined enough to, to, to let that happen? So I think in careers, not yours and mine, anyone who's successful, you need the sense of self-discipline. Um, you go, oh, I can't go out because I have to curse. Or work, right. Work, work right. Right. If you don't have that commitment, it's not going to happen. Right. And obviously, I, I, as a fan, I always feel, even if one of the original members has passed on, I still feel their presence in the band. And obviously... You probably still feel the presence of John and Sticks, and I'm. Well, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, Patrick. I, I interrupt you. Go ahead. And I'm sure he's. I'm sure he would love this new album. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind you would love it. I mean, um, 
my brother was a born drummer. That's why I said I can't I can't compete with him. He's too good. Um, he, he loved for the drums. You know, he was highly talented. He could pick up any instrument, start to play. He played the bagpipes. He played the sitar. He played the tabla, whatever he wanted to. I mean, uh, and he loved he loved performing. And you know, he's on all our go. I, well, every year my sister and I uh, in this bathroom, we we cheer the the, the golden platinum drummer. I was six, Alan Panato, my brother, and um, uh, it was kind of tragic when I lost half my uh, my yeah. rhythm section, my right. brother. You know, I think in life we have to move beyond, and uh, his legacy is my his legacy will be my legacy. It'll be so sticks, and I think that's. Um, uh, it's it's hard to explain because it's kind of mixed up with a lot of emotion. I, I'm very proud of that as I am with, with with the band. I still speak with Dennis occasionally. Um, you know, um, and the band members I work with are you know great singer songwriters and, and really high. I don't know if you've seen the band lately. They're great showmen. I mean, Lawrence is an incredible showman. Todd's a great drummer. Tommy, you know, he, he, she commands the stage. For someone who's not very tall, he, she sure can, can't command the stage. And for Joe, I was doing taller. That's kind of a scary commanding kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, you know, we still have fun with each other. We have to respect each other. We can't always like each other, but we have to respect each other every day. And I think yeah. we bring that to our band, um, and our crew. Uh, so I, um, and we're all looking forward to a live live playoff to uh, June twelfth to uh St. Augustine uh, yeah, to Jackson St. Augustine before our rehearsals. Um it's thrilling this year has been kind of thrilling because this vaccine has made this happen for us. Yes. For the world, not just us. And even um Ricky Phillips, who you share oh. bass duties with, um, has said no band that he's ever been in is as good as Sticks is as playing together. I think he also meant that as Sticks is, he feels it's like a, a family unit. Um, that uh, there's such a good vibe there, and mm-hmm. and for those who don't know, maybe you can explain how you share the bass duties with uh, Ricky. Um, well, well. You know, Ricky has to take on a huge responsibility. Um, anytime you, uh, a band member is alone to play all the time, and so well, we need you to, 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 to be Chuck, he still has to be Ricky. He can't be Chuck anymore than it's hard to be Chuck. Um, but then we have the base of um, songs I play. Um, and for a while there, when I, that was always easy to go, oh, well, why can't I, like, you know, it was kind of script when you know you're not well enough to play. Mm-hmm. But, you want to play, but you know it's, you you only have a choice. You can either play and die, or you can make it better. So, um, and even now, sometimes I'll, I'll say to go, well, you know, um, how how what well, when Nuggie's up there, he does a great job. You know, he he does great, 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 great. Me, a very good bass player, and he plays you know the stick and all these other kind of, kind of instruments, uh, uh, bass, any uh, five string bass. So when we jam together, we kind of jam in a certain part or comes our way. We make a connection, but we give each other space, you know, um, because we, we, we will walk up there as a band. I think a lot of times in bands, if we don't check your ego at the stage door, then you're not a band. You're just a bunch of solo people playing together. Right. But, um, and when you ask about our feelings about our family, you know, um, 
We call it six family. And we miss our six family, which means the musician and crew. Because without them, you know, we've had guys working for us like George Packer for over 30 years. And I love to make fun of George sometimes because we have that kind of a friendship. Uh, um, you know, everyone kind of teases because he drove me from Florida to Tommy's house and back. 1,800 miles in about four days. So what was that like? Well, we said we had a great time because we talked about you all. But, you know, it's just kind of that, uh, it's that kind of, um, you know, I said, George, are you sure you want to do that? He would go, it would be an honor. Well, you know, you hear that kind of commitment for someone who's working for a long time. And that means, he, you know, he's got a job he loves. Well, I, our crew, we have very few people who live with our crew. Uh, they've been working for us for some 20 years, um, right. which is a very long time. But they have the sense of commitment to a great band, and without them, we wouldn't be a great band. And I always tell them, no, thank you for, for doing a great job today. Um, and, um, because they have the worst they have the worst job in the band because they're there in the morning. They have to pack up at night, late at night, and um, but you know they love what they do, and you know when we look when when we look good, that's because they make us look good. That's cool coming from you too. I mean, a lot of bands, a lot of band members don't do that for the crew, and it's cool coming from you because you helped form the band. You know, you founded it, so I mean that is that must make them feel really good. Um, well, you know, one, one year, Jason came down for me to sign a thousand autographs the other day. It was on a Saturday. And George bailed out, and I said, well, George, it's, I made a comment. I said, George didn't come. But Jason was here. You know, he's worked for us for 20 years. And um, and people thought my hand would get sore, but it's a lot of concentration. But, you know, a thousand autographs to sign and do it right. You know, if someone said another name, I said, no, you just put some wrong name here. But the, uh, it's that kind of camaraderie we have. You know, we, 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 um, you know, we respect each other as professionals and all, but at the end of the show, I say thank you. Our yes. guys did a great job, or thank you for making sure I got a good dressing room that <laughs> you had on the fourth floor. Um, you know, those kind of things make them feel, uh, really good. But, you know, um, it, it gives us all a purpose. And we all we realize we have a very unique job. How many people would love our job? How many people have the opportunity? Um, I, I've said I'm not the smartest. I'm not the best looking. I'm not the most talented. But I have this gift, and I I, I think it's important to keep it. Uh, and you do that by working really hard to make that happen. Um, with the um, and. Uh, and, and to share, you know, and, and to be to so many crew guys and, and, and managers and tour managers, I don't say I've seen them come and go, but I have. And but right now we, ha I think we have a, a, we have probably the best we've ever had. Mm. And that's a lot to say when you've been a lot for and, and the same band for a long time. And I, and I think I share, you know, the thought of a lot of fans that if I'm going to see a stick show, I want I want to make sure that. I'm hoping that you're there on stage, you know, there's, it's because there, you know, there's a reason for that. Um, you know, I, I, it, it's, um, it, it's, it, there's an emotional reason, you know what I mean? So I, I do, I do. Um, and I thank you very much. I mean, I'll tell you, 
I am humbled so much by by what I do. I mean, that sounds like um, it, it, it's kind of it's humility that you really can't fake if you really feel from the heart. You know, I've been really blessed and lucky. I mean, even getting through a couple elements of the that he should be dead by now. Um, and this is music that made the difference between me, my recovery. It's been as good as any Western medicine. Right. Uh, and for me to go back there and um, w- w- with the band again, even when we played in London, I had some problems. And I go, oh, I don't know if I can go there. And I went there. I said, you even if you would have made the worst mistake in the world by saying no. Right. You know, you know, it's like we hit that stage, and you go, well, "This is this is where I belong," and and have the response from people in London was amazing, um, and even Canada. You know, we've always been we have great fans in Canada. It's always been a wonderful place to perform at. Uh, so I, um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm really looking forward. You know. Some people ask me, well, have we watched shows in September? I go, I just would like to get through the first show. That's like a story to me. The first show we do, uh, when I have to say, I'm going to see the board. Well, everyone, not just the fans, but even uh, musicians talk about what what a privilege it is to uh, perform with you. you know, even former members like Dennis DeYoung, who talks about you very affectionately. Um, so it's not just the fans. Um, so we all hope to to see you on tour. And, you know, quite frankly, all the fans have been cooped up for not just the musicians. <laughs> so we're ready to see live performances. <clears throat> well, you know, I... I, I said, you better, I said, I have some dental work, so I said, no, I may not eat more food. I said, you better make sure you can finish your rock and roll pants now. Uh, you know, J.Y. said, oh, I have a personal trainer because we have these Zoom calls. I said, well, J.Y., we have it for you, but I not, not like I can eat food. I said, I can eat every cookie I can find. So yeah. I, and now I have to try my pants. Say, oh, I guess I'm finished these now, but um, uh, my, my, my idea is to wear the same uh, pants and shirt that I wore for the last couple for the last show we did it. 2019 or maybe a little bit of 2020 before we were stopped at the album. You have uh, fans that will collect every Styx album, not only, you know, where, you know, Styx album when it was released in England, Argentina, <laughs> Japan. You never know what impact you have on people over your career. And uh, for anybody young to remember how that their cultural consciousness and, and to recognize you, you know, I tell a lot of stories, but the stories I like my my that I like are the ones that, I, like you would say, when you knew about the band or the band, or, or something I remember from the state, you know, they, they're so specific about the time and place. It's, um, and there's a lot of those kind of stories, and I, I find that to be it's so cool. Well, you know what's funny? Everyone jokes about, you know, the Columbia House days. But okay. when I was a little kid, about, you know, 14, 13 or whatever, I joined Columbia House, and that's how I was turned on to Sticks. <laughs> because I picked out one of the 20 albums. And in came Sticks, and I I was into it. It was, uh, I think, Pieces of Eight. Um, okay. You know, 
when I sing a piece, the, 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 you know, every song I hear, um, I kind of sometimes just play the part in my head, like a drum part or a bass part yeah. or a guitar song. Oh, I or go home humming around. I think people think I'm crazy, uh, even if I'm not, even if I'm just a classic rock in my car. You know, all, all, all this stuff brings back these memories uh, for me. But right. I, 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 you know, you always wonder what what, what people listen to or why do they like it. But I think um, I think people who like the music like sticks. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, my my situation. If it doesn't, if you can't understand the lyric, or that you can't help it, is that what is that? If it's just it's just synthetic sound. Um, as musicians, it's, it's, it's you don't quite and you don't quite understand it. And for a while, then we got a bad rap about being a corporate band. I go, well, where did that come from? No one said we're going to get these three boys together. We're going to be hits. We're just more neighbors. Well, well, we're just from the same neighborhood. Well, obviously you're transcending generations because now my son is the same age, and he didn't get it through Columbia House. I think he got it through Spotify. But I caught him listening to "Come Sail Away," and it's one of his favorite songs. So I didn't turn him on to it. He found it himself. Um, so you know, this to be able to be able to transcend generations that speaks volumes. Um, I never knew what the word cultural consciousness would be. And now there are times I said, well, maybe some of our songs are part of the cultural consciousness of someone. You know, or a friend will say, I'm going to be I never thought any game guy ever would like six and rock and roll. Well, we have so many different, um, it was a disco thing and a that thing. And a lot of that and gay guy who likes this music at all because they were just so different to me. And, um, and I guess some guy, oh, I remember you guys, blah, 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 blah. So you know, okay, that's cool. Um, but uh, we've been through so many different styles of music, but I think mm. we remain consistent in terms of our quality and commitment to, to great music. And I, I think our, our singer songs give, give us such a wonderful variety. Uh, it's not always the same singer, the same video, the same person. And that's great. Uh, when, band, when people get together as a unit and make music, and you get a Tommy Shaw, and you get a, a Lawrence Gallant, and you get a J.Y., uh, uh, and, and, and you get a Ricky Phillips, and Todd Sabin, and Chuck Pinot along the way, that, that makes magic. Mm. I mean, in the beginning, you, you were inspired by the Beatles, right? And the Beatles yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. transcended generations, and obviously with what I just said, so have you guys. Um, I, I'm looking at a Hoffman bass here. Well, who plays the Hoffman bass? <laughs> That's true. I have a Hoffman bass. I have a guitar from 1960 and a Hoffman bass, which I played at a little concert when I was having cancer treatment. Um, I said, you get people who ran the place, do you want to have a concert tonight? Let's go let's go play something on YouTube. We did. I played, I played a song with my brother. Do, did you ever um, meet Paul McCartney? No, uh, I think that's my head. You know, I went to a couple of his shows that were really incredible. Now, he was a man with a great career, you know, very little ego, I would say. He's, um, I, I was into one of, um, um, Ringo's songs, 
on the radio saying, you know, these guys still make great music and forever and all. That, 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 they're a standard. Uh, I think to anybody in the rock world who doesn't recognize that, I mean, um, the British invasion, you know, um, what, 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 where was any? Where, where was? Where, 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 what was left? Right. I bet, um, that's that's. Yeah. We have that to be basically. I mean, there was Elvis, but the British invasion pretty much, uh, uh, you know, capped it in cement. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, um, well, you know, and they. they I, I love the way they. People screamed about haircuts. Oh, no, hair is so long. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then, of course, we have the uh, the censor guys that, that play uh, records backwards and said we, you know, we, we, we were Satanists. You got right. all these cuckoo groups that uh, you know, kind of attack you, you as artists. Yeah, I never, heard of, I never heard of sticks being played backwards. That's... <laughs> Well, I, I can't even imagine why that would happen. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? Kind of thing? Who does that? Uh, uh, is, is that the teacher that goes, okay, you know, the teachers of the. Uh, well, I, one thing I wrote a book, you know, I, and, and for me, there's some kind of a payback. It sounds kind of bad. But, you know, you know everybody just said, you know, you're not going to be successful. You know, you're not that smart. You're not this. You're not that. And you got the end of your life, though. Well, uh, gee whiz, I wonder how this happened. Right. Someone made a comment to me, go, are you a singer? I said, no, I play bass. I go, oh, well, I said, he made a comment like it was easy. I said, well, I did pretty good for only playing four strings, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> I have a nice car. It's not so bad for a guy who only plays four strings. Now, get along. Go, go, get, go, go on, on your bike. But, the, you know, it's pretty amazing. Um, well, I have a photograph. John, my brother's drum set cost twenty five dollars. Mm. It was a natural cowhide front drum. My sister came to work trade once on, on the front, and then sent the coin with a pound of haircut and I have a guitar. Now those are pretty simple beginnings. Yeah, but but, but you know, I, I think any young kid who says that. That's the American dream. Yeah, that's the Canadian dream. That's that's the dream. Because, you know, I find it appalling right now in our country the way you know politically um, we're divided. I, I, I think I I'm going to say something. Maybe I shouldn't. I've lived the American dream. I've lived the gay American dream. I saw um, Bohemian Rhapsody and I saw um, Rock and Roll. I looked at me and I said, that's me. That's exactly what happened in my career. You know? Yeah. It wasn't always easy. But look look at the geniuses of rock and roll. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I certainly never put myself up there with them. But that's my story, and that's a lot of stories. I like that rock and roll is finally recognized in the mainstream, but it's still a place, a safe haven uh, for people, for young kids, um, you know, it's say probably saved my life. Um, you know, I think it would always be there for, um, you know, for everyone to give comfort to, uh, whether they're outsiders or they're feeling, you know, they've lost someone or they're lonely. I, I think it's it, music heals, you know? Yeah. 
makes you feel like you're a part of something. Well, music does feel it, and the one thing is, music can can make us dangerous. When I'm on stage, I can see everybody's face turn into that one moment in our life when they were the happiest. They remember that one moment that is there, right there, I can see from my face, and that does the same thing for me. Every time I perform, no matter what indignities we go through with uh, throughout the day, and let's face it, there are some, you just forget that. It's just gone. Uh, uh, you know, when I sing, when I, when they sing, I think of childhood friends and the dreams we had, hello. You know, I, I, when I went back to my old house in the city, as the neighborhood, my cousin took me and we said, well, you go first in case you get shot. We'll come back and get your body later. Um, this is a bad neighborhood. Yeah. But the people came out and said there were some, yeah, there were some famous musicians who lived here. Yeah. Well, I didn't ask them about for a, for a neighborhood to remember that, you know, 30, well, 50, 40 years later. Yeah. Um, that, I can't try to put very, in a blight, and the community that has blight, if they can have one proud thing to say about where they live, that's important. Yeah. And for, for for this little band to say they were very for that for them for that for that for, for that block, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that is cool. I'm, well, I'm gonna before we go, I want to put you on the spot. Out of the sixty years of building this band. What would you say is one of your fondest memories with Sticks, whether it be on the road or in the studio, whatever? Well, this sounds a little, well, there were two on the even two. Um, what Tommy Shaw said to me, uh, Chuck, I'm afraid I'm going to shoot a while again when I was really sick, and um, that's pretty amazing. And then um, when my brother died, the whole entire band came down, and um, that was um, to be connected with one again, that was pretty amazing. What excites me is uh, the two twins jamming away in the basement. I think that's pretty damn cool, man. The rhythm section well, is born. You know, I mean, sometimes we couldn't tell the difference between being brothers and being professional musicians. That kind of, kind of like went away sometimes. Oh, okay, it's just trouble. But I mean... Um, but what's <laughs> cool is... Usually, one brother wants the spotlight, right? They want to be the guitarist, the singer. You guys chose to be the rhythm section. I think that's great. <laughs> um, the soul, yeah, to, to the share, soul of the band. Well, you know, I, I you're you're kind of right about that. You know, we share everything together. Our lives together. I I just refer to him as my first roommate, W O M B L. My first roommate, but you know, we did, we went to school together, we went to college together. You know, we started a band together, and um, and, and and I and I saw my brother at his best, mm. and that's how I want his memory at his best. You know, and he was always smiling and had a good time. There was, you know, he could just defuse the situation through being a jokester. Um, he just had this natural talent, and I feel I see it in Tommy and J.Y. and Lawrence and Ricky. It's not a forced talent, you know. You can see someone play class something perfectly, and go, "Well, where's the soul there? There's no soul there. There's nothing there." But I, Johnny had a lot of that spirit. When I opened up his storage space, I said, "Oh my God, it's King Touch Tomb. Is there anything he doesn't have in her?" <laughs> mm. He had a fun-loving life. Um, 
and I got the shut open. And I said, but John, you can do me a favor. You got to go. Sometimes I call, call my wife, Chuck. I said, I don't care as long as you don't call me Debbie. So, mm -hmm. you know, we had that kind of, um, yeah, we had a very, a very close relationship. How can you not? Right. And uh, what, what I, um, I always liked um, this one video, too much time on my hands, where you guys, I, you guys seem like you're having so much fun. I, um, you're at the bar, and uh, I think it's Dennis DeYoung is showing off the watches he's selling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the first videos, and we had to have a lot of fun. We, we were just in, we were in L.A. We, uh, we had never experienced that in our lives. So, and to see men dressed in suits like that, uh, flowers, <laughs> we were, you know, we were both flower color. And... Um, to go on the end of lot and be part of the Charlie Chaplin set in the background, you know, we were going, like, oh my goodness, you know, who's in LA? And, and to conquer a city like LA or New York, like, um, these are cities that dream of, even though, you know, um, they, I felt like I was from, uh, we shouldn't say, I felt like I was from Ohio okay. when I went to New York. Where am I from? But the, um, um, uh, and them treat us great, and we got, um, they really changed our career. And really, as, as hard as Wood Nickel was like a one album mm. label. Once, you know, and I, we went there and we were, were, were the other records. There's only one record for our charts. And we were demanding more, more for them, and, um, so on very small budgets, we made it through that. Now, this year, last year, we had even really good budgets. We had a great art director again. Um, we did a great job. Do you think about, um, do you think about reissuing some of those, um, the classic albums? You know, with, uh, I don't know if there are any outtakes or, but that's popular nowadays. I, I, I have, well, as I, I got rid of my storage space, which was a big mistake because I now it's in my office. But the, I have a whole bunch of sticks up, and you know, um, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. I think, because um, right, right now, you know, um, it, it was so funny because Lawrence sent us a video of some young people that have already played Crash Over the Crown. They actually learned the song. Well, I go, oh, that was pretty amazing. I, I mean, that means. Young people have embraced that, mm -hmm. that song. I don't care if they're young at all, really. Um, it's a compliment. But we will see what happens. Yeah. I, I do have a sign that says ChuckPinagoProject.com, but I don't think that's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be an exciting year for Sticks, man. I wish you all the best. And I can't wait to, to see you on the road. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be around the uh, New York area, so. Um, well, you know, we were supposed to play the Beacon Theater, and I was so disappointed because I was ready to go there. Because yeah. I know I love the Beacon. It was what an incredible uh, 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 theater. But when when we were told don't come don't come out, I said, "Well, my bags are all packed with nowhere to go." Right. I have a photograph that I made. I said, "Now I have." My bags are packed with somewhere to go. But yes, I think my, my tourist goes here. Um, um, we have quite a few cities. But the um, but six will be coming to your town. 
Yeah, th- thanks so much. Yeah, thanks so much, Chuck. It's been a p- pleasure, man, and a privilege. Okay, Andrew. Thanks, Chuck, and we hope to see you on the road at special gigs. And thanks, listeners. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content and much more. Also, don't forget to go to Barnes & Noble and Books A Million to pick up the latest print edition. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine since 1974. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Most footwear brands use cheaper synthetic materials, but when it comes to quality, Mother Nature knows best. Allbirds took that idea and ran with their iconic wool runners. Wool runners are made with premium supernatural materials that are comfy and durable, so you can run to the ends of the earth or just to the store. Plus, they're machine washable. This year, take a big step forward for Mother Nature with Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair today at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought I'd care about gardening until I bought a house in the suburbs. But now I find myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer, and I wonder, am I the fertilizer guy now? (laughs) No, no way. Everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen, right? Yeah, I'm still totally cool. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.